0: If it is that that thing that you're asking God for is riddled in fear, in doubt, in worry, if it is that you're trusting God for something only so you can get back at someone, you're trying to make them jealous, you're trying to make them envious, Uh, this podcast episode is for you and from a loving place. I want to open your eyes to certain things. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No To Serve Diaries. I'm your host, Alicia Ward, and this is episode 15. Today, I want to focus on our attitudes and our intentions, more so when it comes to our prayer life. Now, my pastor has been teaching on faith a lot lately, and from... The teachings, I have come to realize that there are certain things that I haven't been asking God for. I haven't been bold enough to even say them out loud because I have been fearful, thinking if I get this, this is going to happen. Um, what are people going to say? How is, how is it going to happen? And all sorts of things. And so from, from what she's been sharing lately, I have come to realize that my, I've been asking yes inside even though I haven't said anything out loud, and that is something that is prayer as well. You don't always have to say it out loud, but once you keep thinking about it over and over and over again, that is a form of prayer. And so I realized that the things that I am desirous of having, it's contaminated by fear. And God made me realize that it's, I can give them to you. You know, I want to bless you with that. I want to answer your request. But if you don't move away from being faithful, you can't even trust me. You're not even open enough to trust me because all you're thinking about is the what ifs. I want to talk to us about how the wrong intentions behind your request to God can actually lead you to not enjoying what you ask for and how negative attitudes actually prevent us from trusting God. First things first, wrong intentions lead to no enjoyment. I will say that again. Wrong intentions lead to no enjoyment. When it is your intentions for wanting something is wrong, without you even realizing it, you become so fixed on the negative intention that you don't really enjoy what you're earnestly praying for. For example, let's say you want to get married and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you want to get married because you want to make an ex-friend perhaps jealous or maybe a family member you want to make envious of you. You're not focused on getting married because you desire companionship or because you want to share your life with someone or even because you want to give and receive love. Your sole purpose for wanting to get married is to make someone else feel bad. You know what's going to happen? You're going to dig your own grave with that approach. You're going to end up settling for someone that you barely even like. And everything about the relationship is going to be all for show. Because remember, Jennifer has to know that I'm happily married, even though when I'm at home, I can barely stand him. We don't even sleep in the same bed. And we hardly communicate. But hey, we look good on Instagram. We have lots of likes on our pictures on Facebook. And Jennifer is over there like, mm-hmm. why can't I get a man? <laughs> you understand? You may even tolerate disrespect or worse, abuse. Because you only got married to make Jennifer jealous. You sacrificed your own happiness because your intention was wrong. Now, I can hear some of you saying, "What well, if my intentions were so bad, why didn't God stop me? Why did God give me the man in the first place? And you say that with an attitude, neck roll and all. But you see, it's only when things go wrong that we tend to blame God. Now, saying that we're blaming God sounds harsh to say and unchristian like, but our attitude is saying exactly that. When it is that we ask God for something with the wrong intention and we get the thing, because we were so determined in our hearts that it's going to happen, so we attracted it to us, and we end up suffering as a result. That is when we we start to cry, woe is me, because we're now saying, you know, but God is supposed to know all things. God is in control of all things. Why didn't God stop me? God knows all things, yes, but when your desires turn out to be bitter and not sweet, Forgetting that even though God knows all things, you have to understand that God will never violate our free will. We're not robots. He doesn't want us to be robots. He gave us the most powerful thing we will ever possess, and that is the power of choice. So when the things we ask for turn around and backfire, we have to face the consequences of holding the wrong intention to begin with. And that is not God's fault. It could be that God tried to warn you. He tried to talk to you. He tried to stop you, but you were so adamant that you're going to make Jennifer jealous that all the red flags, all the signs, all the preachings that came to you saying, sis, dude, don't do it. You refuse to listen. And now what you're dealing with is what the Bible calls seed time and harvest. In other words, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So if you sow bad intentions, you will reap all that comes with it. The misery, the unhappiness, the unfaithfulness, everything that you can think of. And I'm not just talking about relationships here, whatever, wherever you have a negative intention, whether it's towards your boss, like, oh, I want to be manager because I have to see him come down. I have to give him a taste of his own medicine and stuff like that. When you have those negative intentions inside of you, what do you think is going to happen? You're not going to be happy. Whatever you spit out is going to come right back at you. That is how the universe operates. You can't do something and not get it back. It's the boomerang effect. Whatever you throw out there, it's going to come back at you, both good and bad. But today we're focusing on the negative aspects of things because I want you to understand that, yes, you can have whatever it is you want. The Bible permits you to have anything that you want. But if your intentions are off, if your attitudes are off, you're not going to enjoy those things. Which now leads me to the attitude part of it. Let's explore that for a bit. When it is we're motivated by fear and any other negative emotion you can think of, I want a new house, but I don't want to move because I know someone who moved in that area and now they're struggling. Who says getting that house in that area means you're going to struggle too? I want a car, but I don't think I'll be able to maintain it. Why not stretch your faith and ask God to increase your salary? I want to get married, but I don't want to get hurt again. It's better to share your concerns with God and trust him to work things out than to keep your desires from him and quietly remain unfulfilled. God wants you to ask. He wants you to come to him with your requests. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants your joy to be full, as he says in John 16 and 24. But if you keep focusing on the negative, if you keep going over in your mind why it can't work, why it shouldn't work, and blah, 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 then what are you doing? it's good to want better for yourself but when that desire is tied to fear and worry it affects your faith it affects you from trusting God because you're now thinking that what you're asking for is bigger than God you're now thinking that you're not good enough for what you're asking God for when God says you are good enough if you weren't why would he tell you ask me for anything Fear, worry, doubt, the wrong attitudes, the wrong intention, it blocks us from truly receiving from God the way he intended to. You're so caught up in the negative emotions attached to your request that you know what's going to happen. Eventually, the negatives will consume you. And instead of going to God with faith, with belief, instead of going to God confidently saying, God, I would love to have this, you're going to be going to him with doubt, and frustration, and anxiety in your heart. Recently, my pastor said, and I'm completely paraphrasing here, she said, if you don't believe God is going to answer your prayer, then that defeats the whole purpose of praying. When she said that, I was like, ouch, that's a little bit tight. And it did sting. But think about it. Why go to God, the God who created this entire world, the God who has placed in the minds of men to create every single thing that you can put your eyes on at this current moment of listening to this podcast. Whether you're looking on your phone, the headphones you're wearing, the shoes you might have on now, the clothes you're wearing, God put it in the minds of men to create those things. He is an infinitely creative being. Why would you go to someone with such power, ask for something, but your underlying thoughts are, I don't think this will happen, you know. I don't even think I deserve this. As a matter of fact, I think I'm asking for too much. Have you forgotten that God says with him, not with man, and with man, I'm not talking about the gender, but people in general. With him, all things are possible. All things. Not some things, but all things. Please, Bathe yourself in Matthew 1926 if it is that you're struggling to accept that. Why would God put in his word for us to read that with him all things are possible? Why would he do that? So instead of painting your requests with a strong hand of negativity, why not shift your focus? Alicia, how do I shift my focus? You do that by submerging yourself in the promises of God. More specifically, you focus on the promises of God that speak to your request. That is something my mentor, my pastor, same person, that is something that she taught me. You find a promise that speaks to you. You find a promise that resonates with you and you hold on to it. For dear life, you don't let go. When the enemy comes up and tries and tries to tell you, nope, you can't have that. That's a little bit too lavish. Nope, you can't get that raise. You don't deserve it. Uh. It ain't going to happen, sis. You're not going to get married. You tell him, God says with him all things are possible, so you need to fall back. And something that my pastor said recently, too, that really encouraged my faith to be bold in asking and to put aside the fear and the doubt that I was struggling with is have more than one scripture to stand on. Because you, yes, it's good to have the one. It's good to know a promise that can really take you through. But the enemy is creative. He's going to try and come, come for you from different angles. So you're going to need scriptures that can combat him at any point in time, whether he gives you an uppercut, whether he hits you below the belt, you need to have a scripture that you can knock back with. Simple Google search will help you. Promises on financial increase. Malachi 3:10 is one because it talks about tithing. In order to receive, you gotta give. If it is that you need help, allow me to give you a jump start. Matthew 9:29 from the King James Version. It says, "According to your faith, not my faith for you, but your faith, be it unto you." That same scripture. But from the New Living Translation, which is my personal favorite translation for the scripture, it says, because of your faith, it will happen. I can turn off my mic and end the conversation right there. You don't need nothing else. God is telling you, plain as day, because of your faith, it will happen. Whatever your it is, it can happen. But you have to let go of the doubt. You have to let go of the fear. You can't want it because you want to make someone else feel bad. You can't want it because you want to make so-and-so feel jealous. You have to let go of all of that. All those negative energies, it's going to hinder you from receiving from God. It's going to hinder you from focusing on receiving what it is you ask God for. What is more important, your happiness, your satisfaction, or making someone else feel bad? Because eventually they're going to catch on to the fact that this is all for show. They're going to realize that it's all fake. There's only so much smiling you can do in a picture before people realize it's the same smile. Nothing has changed. Y'all look dead in the eyes and nothing tall going on in in the relationship. There's only so much fakeness you can put forward before people realize nothing tall going on. In Ephesians 3.20, from the Good News Bible, it says, God is able to do so much more than we can ever ask for or even think of. That one is in my personal arsenal because when you think about whatever it is you want right now, right, bring it up in your mind, when you think about that, and then you couple that with the scripture that says, God is able to do so much more than I ask or can even think of. And you really break that down. You're like, wait, hold up. So if I want a $5,000 raise, God is, is able to do more than that. If I want to have this particular model car, God is able to give me that and even better or even more. He's able to exceed my expectations. What? yes. All the yes. All, all the yes. The same scripture, but from the Message Bible, it says God can do anything, you know. Far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. I know. I used to think the same thing. These scriptures actually in the Bible, like what? Yes, they are. And God wants you to use them. He wants, he gave you these scriptures. He gave you his word to activate your faith so that when you go to him, you can ask for anything. The condition is you need to have the right attitude. You need to have the right intention for wanting what you want. Don't go to him already fearful about what people are going to say. How is this going to happen? God, this never happened to anybody in my family before. God, don't care about none of that. He cares about your faith and if you're willing to believe him. And then on the flip side of that, when God blesses you with what you ask for, he doesn't want you to be showing off on people, trying to make people feel bad. I know it's tempting. Trust me, it is. You see, when I got my car, oh boy, if I could pass every single person that used to make me feel like crap, I wish I could have seen them every time I drove on the road just to show them that the underdog is not an underdog anymore. I was praying for those moments. And I actually had the moment come. But God was like, don't even play. Don't even do it. Just pass them straight. It goes back to humility. When God gives you what you ask for, you have to maintain the right attitude. You don't just need the right attitude to get it. You need to maintain right attitude to keep it because the same way you get it he can take it away you understand and I can go on and on and on in terms of scriptures but I I said I was going to give you a jump start you have to now drive the rest of the way by looking for more scriptures searching for more scriptures for yourself as I said I mean if you're not a big bible reader it's okay there's no judgment here a quick google search will help you and I think once you come across ones that you like that may encourage you to want to read the bible more just saying As my pastor likes to say, whatever scripture speaks to you, go with it. And on top of that, she likes to encourage us by saying too, you can read the same scripture from different translation and see which one resonates with you more. That is why when you listen to my podcast, I'm not always sharing things with you from the King James Bible. Because I might have read it from another translation and think, wow, this is better for bringing across my point. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's 2020. There are tons of translations. Why did God put it in the minds of men to give us different translations? Because he knows the King James is a little bit on the boring side, if I'll be honest. So he gave us options. He gave us variety to keep our interests, use them, enjoy them. The last thing I want to say is that the good thing about intentions and attitudes is that like our clothes, we can change them. If you realize that your reasons for wanting something is not correct, your reasons for wanting something is more on the negative side than it is on the positive, you can change it. Ask yourself, why do I want what I want? Why do I want that house? Why do I want that car? Why do I want this new job? If your intentions are wrong or your attitudes are incorrect, you can simply change them. Instead of going after things with ill intentions, why not go after them with pure intentions? Instead of having an attitude of fear and doubt and worry, why not focus on the good things about your request? You can use Philippians 4 8 to help you shape your new intentions and cultivate the right attitudes. From the New Living Translation, it says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Filter your requests to God through that scripture. And if your intentions and attitudes don't line up with that, then change them. It's really as simple as that. And before I go, I have to remind you of the importance of humility. You have to be humble. You can't ask god for something he gives it to you and then you want to show off on every person that passes you want to remind the people who did who did you bad that no i'm up here you're down there it's tempting trust me i know it's tempting but i rather hold on to what god has given me than have him take it away and trust me when he goes to take it away it's not pretty it is not pretty those same people that you wanted to stunt on would turn around and laugh at you don't put yourself through that God himself says he cannot stomach arrogance. And if you don't believe me, you can find that in Proverbs 16.5. And I read that from the Message Bible. Again, Proverbs 16.5, God cannot stomach arrogance. And if there's one thing about the Message Bible, it will give it to you straight. Okay? So if you go to God saying, God, you have to do this for me because I'm a Christian. <laughs> Wrong attitude. Change that please do God bless you. Change that. But know that you can ask for anything. Absolutely anything. Just make sure your intentions are pure and your attitudes are right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of No Serve Diaries. As always, I hope something I said either encouraged you or challenged you for the better. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And until our next session, guys, take care and please, please, I want to challenge you. Go after what you want. You don't need no other person to to validate your request. You just need the right attitude, the right intentions, and an unwavering belief that God is going to do it for you. Okay? Until next time, this has been Notice of Diaries.